Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. This is episode number 67 um, and I only really sat down the other day um, and thought about how, how crazy um, it's actually been and how how quickly these amount of episodes um, or these total amount of episodes have accumulated over the past, just over the past, sorry, 14, 14 15 months. Um, if you have listened to any other episodes bar this one or if you've continued to listen from episode one um, just a massive thank you for myself as you all know this podcast is designed simply just to help anyone that's interested in sort of bodybuilding or physique development um, across not only the UK but across the world um, and I do hope that it provides value whether that be the episodes that I do on my own um, or the episodes I do with um, some guests that <laughs> the thing was I guess when you first start your own podcast you get a bit excited and you know you kind of get on guest after guest after guest after guest um, and then eventually not not run out of guests but um, when you when you've interviewed as many people as I have done um, and not done as many episodes on your own um, I'm kind of effectively catching up and doing a bit more episodes myself but it's also just simply because business has been fairly busy uh, with new clients coming on board um, and at the same time preparing to get married here in the next five weeks so there might be one week where an episode um, is missed or um, if you do follow me on Instagram for the update of when the, po- the podcast episode comes out it will be posted because uh, fingers crossed I will be on my honeymoon um, but anyway uh, I digress time to get into today's episode so I think that the, the topics today they kind of go hand in hand and they link very very well Topic number one, uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about why I feel stress could be slowing your progress and what you can do about it. And then number two, you know, I had a, a few people ask me about um, blue light blockers and they, they didn't really have any idea of how they worked, why they worked, why they're beneficial. Um, so I think that both both these topics will kind of go hand in hand. Um, so the first one, not a lot of people have considered the, just the effect of stress is having on their progress, whether that be you know, gaining muscle mass or whether that be trying to try and mobilize fat because just a, a body in a, in a state of chronic stress is just going to be less efficient at either process and I'm sure it is no secret to you that we live in a society where stress is is elevated throughout the day at all times maybe perhaps now now more so than ever you might be working from home continuously maybe getting even more pressure on you, put upon you from your work. At the same time, you know, the kids are running about and whatnot. Uh, there's never really a period of time to, to switch off. When you compile on top of that, just your day-to-day sort of living, your bills, whatever it is, um, stress is, is predominantly quite high across the day. Now, it's something that we have kind of come to just accept as as the norm in, in today's society. And... If you were to if you were to speak to, to any average person um, and ask them say right, what do you do to manage your stress you'll will get very few of them that will give you an answer um, probably the, the mo- predominantly the, the, the most of them will that didn't even make sense predominantly the most of them did it what it should say is that the most of them will tell you that they do very little so when I first get clients that come on board, that have sort of no, what I would call stress management tool in place. It's the first thing 
that I look to address. And I guess maybe you're thinking like, well, well, why as a physique coach would you be would you be interested in stress levels or why does it matter? So if I'm talking about stress, right, a stress response um, by the body, you know, for the most part, it's going to be unconscious. You're not going to know about it. It's something that happens without you trying trying to do anything. So let's break this down in, in layman's terms. You've heard, I'm sure if you listen to this, you've heard of fight or flight, you know, the fight or flight response. And if you're unsure of what I mean, there'll come a period of time perhaps where um, without without trying, you know, you're not trying to do anything different, but you might find that your heart rate, your breathing rate increases, you feel warm, your hair stand on end, and you just feel effectively like, just good to go, right? And this this stress response is kind of an intricate system that the body is is evolved to to respond to immediate danger, and if that's that's kind of going back to, let's say, caveman days, right? Where human beings were maybe perhaps um, had predators, other predators out there, and at any given moment you need you wanted your body to be in a position where it could run away and, you know, effectively live. So let's say, for example, there was a, there's a tiger, right? Well, in a fl- like in the blink of an eye, your body can release high levels of adrenaline, high levels of cortisol, um, that will undoubtedly, you know, pump more blood to the target, uh, to, to the muscles that need, need it when you're trying to run away. Um, you'll get a bit more clarity. You'll know exactly what you need to do. Um, your body will become more efficient at utilizing um, fat as it, fat and carbs as a sort of fuel source. And all in all, you're probably thinking, well, Vaughn, that's, that's not inherently bad, is it? Well, if it's developed and evolved over time to escape danger, then if we get that when we're just sitting chilling at our laptop, then I would say that it's inherently bad. I mean, in fact, you could probably argue that eliciting some degree of stress response during your workout is is a pretty positive thing because it's going to increase performance. And, and what you'll see, like when you watch my videos and you might see me like, you know, doing a Smith's quote, I might sort of shake the bar and try and get myself like, you know, riled up. I'm trying to create some sort of stress response to increase my training performance, increase the, the load that I'm doing, increase the reps that I'm doing, get more breakdown, more recovery, etc., etc. However, if you are just sitting on your laptop and it kicks in and it just doesn't switch off all day when you're just simply walking around, well, that's not going to be beneficial for like optimal, we would class recovery, growth and physique development. So if we take what I said earlier on was that you're going to produce a lot of adrenaline and, and cortisol and cortisol itself again it's not it's not quote-unquote bad right? it gets demonized but if it's at chronically high levels it can be bad so you know if your number one goal was to to gain muscle mass well if you had heightened levels of cortisol throughout the day it's going to promote muscle breakdown why because it, it's trying to if you think about that sort of back in the day run away from a tiger it's just trying to get fuel from any of it it can to keep to keep you moving if that makes sense so in that sense it would 
it would be your enemy, wouldn't it? And if we go to the flip side of that and we speak about fat loss, there are a few things that you're going to want to be aware of. Number one is that you've probably, no doubt, when you've been stressed, eaten high calories, you know, you've binged, and then when when you kind of sit and figure out, well, why has that happened? You just say, oh, look, I was just stressing, right? So number one, it's not, not a good thing if you're trying to stay in a caloric deficit and mobilize fat. Um, you know, let's say you are preparing for a shoot, you're preparing for the, the, the stage, you wanna be trying to manage stress at all times. Now, not only that is, it will promote elevated blood sugars, chronically elevated blood sugars. Why? Because we said that cortisol is looking to, to get sort of fuel as a source and have it readily available for whenever our muscles would need it to run away. However, if we are just chilling, you know, our laptop, we don't need our, our blood sugars to be elevated. We need for them to be to be managed and to, to be in a an optimal range, shall we say. And if you know anything about, say, to diabetes or uh, becoming a little bit insensitive to insulin, then you'll know that having elevated blood sugars chronically is exactly what does that. So if you take those two scenarios and you go back to the original question, which was, you know, why as a physique coach would we be bothered about stress? Well, I would probably argue that as a physique coach, you should be, that should be one of your number one priorities is trying to help your clients manage the, the daily stresses in their life as best they can. I can guarantee you that the ones who do will ultimately get the best results. It's just about accepting that, or getting them to accept that stress is real, but then also at the same time, trying to get them to implement some strategies that at first they, they, may, they maybe don't want to do, and they maybe are unconscious of. And if we are, if all I've done is talk about this sort of stress state, this intricate system in the body, uh, like I need to talk about and mention the other state, which for the purpose of this podcast, we're just going to call the anti-stress state, right? For the science geeks out there, we're talking about the parasympathetic nervous system, or as the stress response, we're speaking about the sympathetic nervous system. But that's not what this podcast is about. It's trying to put it across in layman's terms. So how do we get towards this sort of anti-stress state? Well, at first, let's look at the, the the things that are maybe perhaps triggering you to, to have this sort of stress response. And this could be something that's just, un, we've talking, talked about that's unconscious, and it could be simply a reaction to something you've seen on the TV, your mobile phone, or perhaps the laptop. You know, how many days, how many times have you looked at, a, like, let's, let's say, an Instagram post or a text message, or you know, a Facebook post, and just before you know it, you're like really angry and frustrated, or like thirty minutes has gone by, and you're just like sitting there raging, and you know, although phones nowadays are deemed essential, I would just say you've got to be mindful of your usage, because something like that could negatively impact your sleep quality, which we'll talk about here soon. So. One strategy I'd say is just switch your phone off or place it in a room for like a different room for a couple hours prior to sleep instead of just mindlessly scrolling, which again we'll get to of what and we'll get to here soon of why that'll be bad. And if we also think about right, you're thinking, Vaughn, 
something unconsciously increases my sort of heart rate and my breathing rate, how can I, how can I like stop that, or how can I, you know, get get the opposite of that? And and the plain simple answer is, you got to you got to try and slow your breathing rate down. So this is where, I like I won't preach someone to do yoga or meditation, um, to a client that, to, that when they come on board if they feel like. A lot of that stuff is a bit wishy-washy, right? But what I will do is I will describe this sort of system and say, right, can we do some guided breathing? Because if we say perhaps take six breaths a minute, right? So five seconds in, five seconds out, we'll slow our heart rate down. And we do that for like five to 10 minutes and we're gonna promote our body to get towards this anti-stress state. Something that you can do twice across the day, you can do first thing in the morning, you can do last thing at night, or perhaps you could save it for after, you know, your 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 most stressful time across the day. For some people, it might be the afternoon at their work, it's just mental, it's full of meetings and whatnot. Um, you could try and implement this, or if you, you know, if it's the evening, you could look at guided breathing, meditation, reading, you know, having a warm bath, or for a lot of people, like, I'm sure if you follow me, you, you realise I've got two cats, could you just be playing with the cats? Or if you're you're maybe one of those that has dogs, you know, playing with the dogs, taking a dog for a walk, going for like a some some slow steps on your lunch break, um, all these little things can drastically reduce stress levels, can reduce cortisol, can reduce adrenaline that's circulating throughout your blood at high levels chronically. It's just about actually being asked to do something about it and not just thinking like, ah, oh, it doesn't even matter, it's not really not really affecting me. But you know, if you if you're on a quest to to gain as much muscle mass as you can or you're in a quest to, to, to diet or you want to diet next year for a show to shoot or whatever it is, you know, I strongly advise you to implement something. Maybe have a chat with your coach, see what works best for you, just something that can completely detach you from your day-to-day stresses um, and please don't come back and say, hey Vaughn, could, you know, tra- trainings where I de-stress. I'm like, no, no, Trainings where you're creating a, a stress response because it's physical and you're demanding, you know, your your breathing rate and your heart rate to elevate because you're trying to give it the fucking beans on the hack squat, right? So you got to think of that. That's something different. That's that's time for yourself. Um, it's not necessarily a, a de-stressor. Uh, remember, if you want to know more about managing stress, what you can do is you could sign up to the physique formula that was really put on the website about let's say three or four months ago it's a five-day video email series that's completely free in which one of them will talk all about recovery fundamentals and just kind of to ensure that the effort that you do in the gym doesn't go to waste and why the little things such as managing stress matter so all you got to do to sign up for that is head over to the website input your name your email and then you'll just be start receiving the emails immediately and you get one each day for five days. So if you do that, um, give me a little feedback, a little bit of feedback. Let me know how, what you thought of it, if there's anything else that you'd like to know more of, that you'd like to have added in, and uh, we can certainly tweak that for you. So the the second topic for today's podcast, which I think kind of goes hand in hand with managing stress, would be you know, reducing the blue light emissions that you are subject to in the evenings. Now, I have done a podcast with Ryan Hook. It was one of the first ones we done all about sleep and we spoke a little bit 
um, about that in that podcast. So if you want to know more information, what I would do is recommend going back right to the start. It's one of the first episodes um, and Ryan goes into a lot of detail about how it can affect um, or how blue light can affect your sleep. So rather than if you're listening to this this episode, uh, this will be a quick hitter and I'll, I'll try and break it down for you and give, me, give it to you in as, as simple terms as I can. So I'm sure you've seen me wearing these what you might think is ridiculous, but I'm going to describe as really cool glasses in the evenings. And I'm sure you've probably wondered, like, why on earth is is he wearing them? Um, but these glasses are known as, as blue light blockers. And if you, if you don't know much about them, you know, here's a brief summary of how it works. Now, our bodies have a, a natural internal clock, right? We call this circadian rhythm. And it kind of determines when your body is, is primed for being asleep or being awake. And this internal clock, it needs our environment to regulate. Most importantly, it needs daylight and it needs darkness. Now, you know that in today's society, we use a heck of a lot of artificial lighting, um, especially when it does get dark. Now, what that will do is almost not necessarily mess up our body's internal clock but it can dysregulate it some somewhat and if we look at you know blue light as a whole we'd usually get the most exposure from blue light throughout the day and that's going to come from the sun however the devices that we have such as our phones our laptops our tvs they're also going to produce blue light and, and we use them all across the day and well into into the evening. Now, it's at this point you're thinking, well, Vaughn, is, why is that a bad thing? And I say, well, throughout the day, blue light exposure is not, not necessarily a bad thing at all. In fact, it will help you stay alert, it'll boost performance, um, and also boost your mood. However, in the evening, when our body is trying to prepare us for sleep, is, is when it can be problematic. And this is mainly because our sleep hormone uh, known as melatonin and uh, produced by is usually produced by the body when when things get dark and that's the the hormone that tells the body to to get tired and to prepare for sleep now it's well evident that blue light is very very effective at inhibiting this sleep hormone production so it's going to affect the time it takes you to fall asleep but also the like the actual quality of sleep you're getting how how deep of a sleep you can get into. So, as such, being exposed to this in the evening, if it's having a ne negative impact on your sleep, then if you're thinking, well, I know I need to get roughly about say seven eight hours t for you know to to be recovering well enough from the work I'm doing in the gym and to grow new tissue, then exposing yourself to a little blue in the evening would seem somewhat silly, wouldn't it? And at the same time, you know that if you if you perhaps don't sleep very well, that'll have a negative impact on your body's efficiency to burn fat. So that's where the blue light blockers come in. And I'm sure if you have uh, been on the website, you'll have read my article on sleep and you'll know how important it is um, for what I just said there about gaining tissue or dropping body fat. So if you haven't read that, go on the website, read it, let me know what you think. So with that in mind, it would make sense for us to implement some sort of kind of 
inhibiting, if we want to continue to use uh, those devices, some sort of something that inhibits that blue light. So this is where the, the, the blue light blockers come in very, very handy. Now, what I tend to do is I put these on sort of roughly two hours prior to sleep. And that is because in the evenings I will continue to uh, use my phone. Uh, we like to, to chill and watch an episode of, uh, episode of something on Netflix. Um, that is the thing that kind of shuts my brain off. But if I'm getting continuous blue light from the TV or my phone, then I know I'm not going to sleep very well. So I'll put them on and I can honestly say that when I put them on, within like 30 minutes um, of putting them on, I start to feel like my eyes feel not necessarily heavy, my eyes just start to feel like a little bit sleepy. And then by the time I get to bed, I am I'm out like a light. I'm ready to go. I hit the pillow and I'm gone. Whereas the occasions, the nights where I won't wear them, maybe perhaps I've, I've gotten lazy, I genuinely will have a poorer sleep. So, I, I mean, I've used these from way back in 2017. I've had time periods where I've not used them, but I'm now at a point where I will more than likely use them every single night, uh, bar, you know, bar the weekend, maybe bar Saturday night um, when I want to go crazy. Um, I'll, I'll not put them on. Um, but these would be really, really beneficial if you are looking to improve your sleep quality. But I think also there would be benefit, the benefit of those that find... Um, you just have to maybe perhaps work a little bit later in the evenings and you're maybe finding that, right, you're working a bit late in the evenings but when you get into bed, you're, you're really finding it hard to, to switch off. And by all means, I'm not saying these glasses will, will sort that problem out. I'm saying that they, they should help. But there's other things that you could do um, without wearing those glasses that could really, really help. And if you're using a, a laptop or a phone, they often have like a, a filter that's called a flux filter. Um, you can you can put that on. Uh, it will come come on your phone after a certain time. I'm sure you can set the timer to to designate whenever you want it to come on. So let's say you say seven p.m. Um, that comes on. But you can also combine that by just turning off all the main lights in the evening, and instead using like red or orange lamps or even candlelight. And those little tips should really help improve your your sleep quality and. I think if, if you were to try and tie these two topics together that I've been speaking about, number one, we said, right, you know, is stress slowing your progress? Well, we know that if we're in a chronic stress state and we're more towards that sort of sympathetic drive, we, we're more likely going to sleep quite poorly. But if we were to combine that stress state with a lot of blue exposure in the evening, we know we're just compounding that problem. Whereas if we decide, right, I know that I'm currently stressed. I'm going to implement a strategy and a solution to try and de-stress and get towards the anti-stress state in the evening. I'm going to like com like combine that with wearing something that will inhibit blue light exposure, or it will reduce it by using a say a flux filter. Um, you you already can I'm sure logically see the sense of why you're going to get better results. It's just that these things can seem quite alien if you're not in the business, if you're not in the industry and you're not doing the doing, you've not, you know, you don't, you've not followed someone for a long time that's used them. And um, the amount of comments I remember I got when I first, when I first wore them um, versus now is, is very, very different. And that's just because they've been around for, for a heck of a long time. So 
if I was to to surmise, you know, both both topics, it would just be that number one, a body in a state of stress is less efficient at mobilizing fat as a fuel source or burning fat, but also it's less efficient at adding muscle mass. Number two, blue light exposure is not inherently bad. However, if we're exposed to it in the evening, it's going to trick your brain into thinking it's daytime. It's going to inhibit the production of that sleep hormone that we call melatonin, thus reducing the quality and quantity of your sleep. You know, so there is evidence out there to show that wearing blue light blockers may increase your melatonin production in the evening, which would directly improve sleep quality and quantity as, as a result. Will wearing these blue light blockers bring you magical gains overnight? Absolutely fucking not. Will wearing these improve your sleep, help your body become more efficient at gaining tissue or dropping body fat? Absolutely. And I hope, I hope that puts everything in layman's terms for you and you're not too confused. A lot of the, a lot of the, the podcasts um, that I'll do on my own, I will tend to try and put them across um, in as, as simple terms as I can. And then when I get guests on, I might allow them to geek out a little bit, but at the same time, I'm trying to make sure they put it across in a way which you can understand. If you feel that listening to this podcast or any other ones that there's one, you know, there's just episodes that you do not understand, please do let me know. Um, it'll help for you know future future guest interviews or future episodes that I do by myself. And on top of that, if there is any anyone that you would like me to interview and discuss a certain topic, I'm always open to suggestions. My DMs on Instagram are, you know always there for anyone to message I will reply to them personally um, or ping me an email so I hope you enjoyed today's episode guys and wherever you are whatever you do give it the beans